want you to know better, do better, and be better. This is Hair, Head, and Heart with your host, cosmetology instructor, industry advocate, and writer, Mary Reed Johnson. This is Mary Reed Johnson of Hair, Head, and Heart. If you'd like to join the live discussion on Station One at BBS Radio, call toll-free 888-627-6008 in the U.S. and Canada or direct, call 323-744-4831. If you are listening to this by podcast, tune in next week and participate during the live discussion. Thank you for joining me, and I have been privileged to learn and share information from some amazing guests while at Twin Cities Wellness Radio. Uh, we hope to revisit Bukala Oriola, a human trafficking survivor, Brenda Bell Brown, the G6PD enzyme deficiency and upcoming legislation advocate, and that will allow infants in Minnesota to be tested for the G6PD enzyme. Uh Healing Taj and Golden Sun Chiropractors, they showed you how to improve and extend your life through integrative health. The group from Good Look Inc. regarding hair tattooing in the Twin Cities and the Twin Cities Dads group showing us how they maximize parenting and more. I'm Mary Reed Johnson, and I and this, like many other topics, uh, come from behind the salon chair and the discussions that we have during the week. Today, we're going to be talking about hair loss. Is it winter transitioning or something else? Can it be controlled? If so, how? If you've ever had a child take in high blood pressure or similar medication or even had an intensive drug test, you may have learned that anything that affects the blood can have an impact on your hair. There are several things at work, especially during a fall and winter pregnancy. Hormones, protein levels, natural phases of the hair cycle, thickening of the blood that goes on just naturally. Um, so sometimes, like, do you ever wonder why ex- some expectant mothers get thicker, more luxurious hair, but others lose so much? Or some find that their previously manageable hair is growing totally out of control. The good news is that hair grows. It it rests, it sheds, and then it grows again. So parts of that cycle can be pretty traumatic if you're not prepared. And so part of our our show today will be to help you better understand what's going on in your body so that uh, you don't panic and buy you know, thousands of dollars worth of products that really aren't going to do you any good because the process is just that. It is a process. Basically, our hair is about 90, 91% protein. And that means that it is the dominant contributor. Protein is the dominant factor in the composition of our hair, which is basically a fiber. And uh, it's a mixture of amino acids, proteins, carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, nitrogen, and sulfur. And uh, you know that there's also some traces of uh, vitamin E, A, D, and keratin. And why all this matters is that when you're pregnant and taking extra vitamins and building your body for the health of the child, especially in the fall and winter season, if you have thicker hair, um, you'll just notice that um, you, it changes. And so the, the common belief is that your higher estrogen levels tend to extend the first phase or the antigen, uh, the growth phase of the hair. And at the same time, it's slowing down the telogen or the resting phase of the hair. And that's um, where the hair would normally have uh, slid into the last phase and, and started to shed. So you kind of have a buildup of of the resting phase, and once the baby is released from the body, so too is that hair, um, that, that phase kind of re- revamped or restarted. So you're going to lose hair through that. You're also going to lose a lot of your protein. And when your protein is depleted, you might lose up to 80% of, of the protein in your body. 
and uh, from there it starts to balance out. Short version, uh, this results and these results in uh, some pretty dramatic hair loss for some people. And uh, my advice to you is don't panic or don't stress because stress actually causes hair loss too, but that's for another show. Uh, just be patient. You can use supplements in your diet, you know, eat protein-rich foods, and, again, resist that urge to buy just hundreds and hundreds of dollars of products to make it stop because in being part of the process, it just needs to shed. Um, some of the things that you can eat um, that are rich in proteins uh, are whole eggs. They're high in protein, and the egg whites actually are the part that have the most pure protein. You can eat all types of nuts, especially tree nuts like almonds. They're loaded with important nutrients. Um, they have vitamin E, which, again, is part of our hair. Um, they have more uh, types of fiber, manganese, magnesium, that type of thing that will help you. Oats, they're really super healthy, um, one of the superfoods. Um, but they're loaded with fibers, magnesium, manganese, thiamine, vitamin B1. Usually you find um, the B vitamins in a complex form if you're, like, trying to uh, buy a, a supplement. But um, again, just, you know, eating healthy is, is really important no matter what stage of life or what um, is affecting your body. Broccoli is an incredibly healthy vegetable. It's loaded with C, uh, vitamin K. You also will see vitamin K in bananas and that type of thing, and that's uh, your potassium. Broccoli is also... Uh, has some bioactiving nutrients, and so those things help protect you with other ailments such as as cancer. And if you're in Minnesota, there you could join one of our just you know local health groups, and one of them is called the uh, Twin Cities Healthy or Clean Eating Community. So you can you can find out what works for you. Uh, certainly. Uh, if you're pregnant, you require more, more of like everything. Your body basically feeds the baby first, and you get the leftovers. And so that's kind of why you have to um, up your your levels of, of vitamin and mineral intakes. But um, one of the things that uh, one of the differences is this: if you're nursing and pregnant, or if you're um, um, using a bottle. You require less vitamin C, which the, the amount, the level that you should get is about 85 milligrams of C per day. And those who breastfeed, should, um, not double it, but get about 120 milligrams. And you can, you know, certainly have this, the uh, vitamin supplements. But one of the things that I found that has the most vitamin C on the planet turns out to be strawberry leaves. They have fewer calories than oranges as well, and some people can't tolerate the acids in oranges. So if you need vitamin C, you can get it in strawberries, specifically the leaves. And if you're concerned about baby weight, then again, it has less calories. So you might look into that. There are billions of lists for you to determine what proteins will work the best for your body as far as replenishing and um, you can find something, whether you're vegan or vegetarian, paleo, or you're an Atkins or any type of low-carb or ultra-low-fat diet, um, those, those proteins can be found. So I just encourage you to um, not panic. And my assignment for you is to find out what works for you, uh, what will help you feel good about yourself, and embrace the process and just know that all will be well. Uh, sometimes it takes a couple of winters to go by before you're totally balanced, but it is um, something that is a process and it's on the way. This is Mary Reed Johnson of Hair, Head, and Heart. And if you'd like to join the live discussion on Station 1 at BBS Radio, call 1-888-627-6008 in the U.S. or Canada, 323 um, today we're looking at some common causes of hair loss and, and things that people can do to kind of understand it, what they can do to help themselves. Uh, one of the things uh, people have to sometimes take pharmaceuticals, you know, 
prescription medications and those types of things sometimes cause hair loss. And when drugs cause hair loss, it, it occurs pretty much the same as in pregnancy. It's kind of disrupting the, the normal cycle of scalp and hair growth. And so during those two main phases, the, the growth phase and the, the shedding phase, um, some different things happen. So, for example, during the antigen phase, uh, that lasts anywhere from two to six years, and that's where the hair is growing. And the telogen phase, which lasts only a few months, that's when the hair is resting. And at the end of the telogen phase, the hair falls out and is replaced by new hair. Now, when you're taking certain medications, um, it's not an option quite often for you to take something that has uh, doesn't have hair loss as a side effect. And, um, you know, to be just perfectly fair, um, doctors don't often prepare you for that because they are really, you know, it's their job to help you physically. They're trying to save your, your life or extend your life. And so though it may be stressful or somewhat embarrassing to you or you may be caught off guard, it's really not their focus. So I would encourage you to ask your doctor if that's a side effect, um, uh, whatever medication you're taking. And if there are alternatives, and if there are alternatives, are those alternatives uh, as good for you as, you know, whatever they're recommending? Uh, I, I think that there are many, many other options related to um, relieving your trauma as far as hair loss. That if if you need or if you if you want alternatives um, to adjust to your medic while you're adjusting to your medication or while you transition to your new you, you know, there are things available. So to know where to start that discussion, you know, after you've talked to your doctor, um, you can enter more discussion with your local hairstylist, a hair replacement center, or a dermatologist. And in that order, uh, typically, it becomes more and more expensive. So uh, you can certainly connect with me at BBS Radio to arrange just an independent consultation, and I will try to lead you in the right direction. I am not a medical doctor, but I'm an experienced cosmetologist and have been in the realm for nearly three decades. So um, just to help you and calm you so that you know that you know, there are options. You're not alone. You're not the first that has experienced hair loss or transition, and we'll try to get you pointed in the right direction. Hair loss is also something that you'll see on the other side of medicine, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But I do want to take time to introduce you to a regular feature on hair, head, and heart, and I want you to know or uh, be exposed to this list that I discovered many years ago um, in the Farmer's Almanac. And the Farmer's Almanac was is actually one of the oldest publications uh, that we have in North America. It's been around since 1792. And so... Um, to give you a, an idea or a perspective of what when was 1792, it was actually published uh, during the first term that George Washington was president. So what the Farmer's Almanac does or ha- is, is, it's a reference book, and it contains everything you could imagine, weather forecasts, tide tables, planting charts, and when I say tide, you know, like these hurricanes and, and whatnot we're experiencing, um, they, they kind of predict those um, scientifically. They have astronomical data, recipes, articles on all kinds of topics, including gardening, sports, farming, on and on and on. They have some um, anecdotes on, on fashion and, and home decor and that type of thing. But they have been around and they are a staple and a good source of information. And so I've been using it um, not exclusively, but certainly as a guide to figure out what are the best days to cut hair. And typically I focus on uh, those days that are going to increase growth. growth. And we have several of them coming up, so I'm going to share a few with you. So 
According to Farmer's Almanac, the best days to cut your hair to increase growth in September, and I'll give you a few for early October because then there becomes a gap, Um, but for September, September 22nd, September 23rd, September 24th, 27th, 28th, 29th are all good days to uh, cut your hair and increase growth. Uh, in October, the very first couple of days in October are also pretty good. So if you're looking toward the end of uh, September, early October, great time for cutting your hair and having it intact. And the dates in October are October 2nd and 3rd. So if you are uh, just worried and, and want to retain all the hair that you can retain, um that is just one of many, many guides that I use, and it, it really does seem to be effective. So uh, not those are not the only days in life that you can cut your hair, but um, they've done some, some pretty good homework. And I'm, I'm just curious if the people who are on the, the team or who have been part of those uh, almanacs for, you know, these many years, I wonder if there were some hairstylists on the team. We certainly engage in the vastness of humanity, so I wouldn't be surprised. But hopefully that will help you, give you some comfort, and we'll go on with the show. I'm Mary Reed. This is Mary Reed Johnson. This is Hair, Head, and Heart, and you're listening to BBS Radio, Station One. Uh, Back to some of the pharmaceuticals and and hair drugs. and not hair drugs, but drugs that are found in the hair. Basically, you wonder even how does it get there? Um, Again, through the bloodstream, anything that affects the blood affects the hair. So after you ingest something or after you eat something or smoke something or, you know, whatever other way you might get something into your body, it basically is processed and um, start to circulate in the bloodstream. And they either enter and nourish the hair follicle or uh, are somehow inserted into the hair strand. And when they do drug testing or drug screening, uh, it can come in many forms. So, for example, if they do drug uh, the, uh, screening using your hair follicle, they usually will take a small sample, grind it, to uh, or put it in a, a centrifuge, which is kind of like a microwave-looking machine, but it's a combination of heat and speed that will make the hair kind of disintegrate, turn it into powder, and uh, they look at that powder and can kind of separate with uh, their their uh, different dyes and whatnot what's going on with the um, the hair. So they may be testing for opioids. They may be testing for just uh, a number of things. And so um, if you're you're getting a drug test, a standard drug hair test, then um, usually they're looking for things like marijuana, cocaine, morphine, uh, amphetamines, and sometimes amphetamines are in, in your, you know, cold medication. So be aware if you've taken... Uh, some kind of cold medication. Uh, it can be in your system for about 90 days, sometimes uh, uh, longer. So, you, you know, just be aware if you're taking a, a, a drug test and um, that's in your system just from, you know, a simple cold, uh, you may fail your test. So you want to let the uh, the tester know what's what's coming and and you can go from there and and have a more positive results. We don't want you to lose a job just because you took a cold medication or something that um, was a prescription medication that is perfectly legal. But you do need to be aware. Now, if you are trying to find um, things that are safe for you and... and, um, trying to weed it out. I mean, no one's like, well, not not everyone's a pharmacist or a doctor going around knowing um, some of the, the names that we have for things. Like one of the really um, tough carcinogens that's kind of just keeps popping up in our um, everyday life. And it's a very, very dangerous uh, substance. It's more dangerous once heat's applied, but 
um, formaldehyde. And formaldehyde, uh, because people are kind of afraid of it or are or, or leery of being part of um, anywhere near it, they are, you know, the, the manufacturers are getting really savvy and are renaming things or they'll use proprietary uh, protections and, and name something really cute when it's not necessarily cute if uh, it's a harmful product. So some of the names are alternate names for formaldehyde or formalin, uh, um, methanol, glycol, um, methylene oxide, there's just there's a whole lot of names, and they just get more and more creative every day. Um, but just know that it is a carcinogen, high level carcinogen. Uh, it's in a great many of our hair products and cosmetics, and can be harmless enough until you apply heat or until you breathe up the fumes from them. So. Even uh, everyday thing, you know, I think I know people think it's really cute for their little children to have uh, fingernail polish on, little cute painted toes and nails. But just uh, look at the ingredients and make sure that um, your children aren't getting exposure at a constant level. Just think of the little fingers, you know, they're sucking on their little fingers and and that type of stuff. And they um, are very prone to doing that and don't think anything about it. So you as a parent or you as a guardian, you just need to be a little bit more aware in order to help them. But um, formaldehyde is in a great many products. Uh, Hair, nails, um, they're just all over the place. And again, with them renaming things or even not naming things at all, even worse, and you're uh, discovering that um, you're not protected till after the fact. It's just hard to stay up. So I found a group uh, that specifically looks at uh, products in the cosmetic aisle. And uh, instead of you trying to decipher the ingredient labels anymore, there's a new mark that you can look for. And it's uh, an EWG verified so environmental uh, protection symbol. And what it looks like is um, green, uh, kind of broken circle with an E in the middle. And so what I'll do is I'll put uh, the actual uh, site on my podcast so you can start looking for those things. And... um, you would be amazed at how many things, um, I mean, they verified safe 1,000 products, and that's not a big number, but at least it makes things easier to find. So everything from shampoo to mascara to toothpaste and what, what EWG verified products mean is that they've used some really high standards for health. And I'll share with you, um, well, before I share some of the list, if you're, I'm just going to say that it's important to look for EWG verified products because it avoids uh, ingredients that are of concern. If it's a product that is proprietary, then they won't be transparent, meaning they won't uh, necessarily be letting you know that this, that, or the other thing that's harmful is in the product. So if they don't have that full transparency, they're not going to be certified for your health. And the other thing is they are looking at the the manufacturing practices. So um, it's a start. It's not a, uh, the answer of all time to um, make sure that your family is safe, but it is something. Um, if you're familiar with Cradle Cradle, um, that's a start, but it's in some other industries, more uh, more of a concern. So um, some of the products that we found to at least fit some of the, the basic standards for EWG verified 
um, uh, I will just give you a list so you might want to take a look. We're going to look at just a couple of categories that are real, real popular. Um, let's start with antiperspirants and deodorants. Some people don't even wear deodorant at all, which is fine. I, I mean, you might not have that need. And actually, if your body is uh, a little more uh, cleansed, then you really don't uh, have that need. But um, there's a company called Bee Green Bath and Body. That's a natural deodorant that passes the AWG standards. Uh, honestly Fresh, spelled with a P-H, P-H-R-E-S-H, and uh, it's a combination of cedarwood and eucalyptus. Um, very similar things in that particular line. Honestly Fresh has lavender and, you know, think of... Um, uh, number of the essential oils, and they do extra things for your skin. Uh, they do have an unscented one, Honestly Fresh, also has an unscented deodorant cream. So they've worked on it for quite a while and, uh, again, passed the, the symbol uh, or the EWG uh, standard. They do have charcoal deodorants on the market. Um, Purely Great has several uh, uh, QET botanicals. Again, many, many, many types of uh, deodorants out there and available for you. Uh, foundations, which are, you know, right around the eyes. That's uh, um, probably one of the largest categories that they have looked at between facial moisturizers and foundations. Um, uh, uh, there's several. There's ISOI Bulgarian Rose Cover. Uh, whole line under mineral fusion liquids. Um, there's a few pressed power powders with mineral fusion and uh, rejuva minerals, uh, lots of them. So uh, facials and or things that are around your eyes that's really important. We'll look at some uh, facial moisturizers because some people use foundation, some people use the moisturizers and, and different treatments like that. So in that line, um, you'll see um, Aromatica, A-R-O-M-A-T-I-C-A, just a variety of things with with that company. Be Green again, Bath and Body Facial Cream. That's pretty much what they were um, designed to do or what they had in mind even uh, in their startup. Uh, uh, Beauty Counter, counter Counter Time, just a number of, of companies. Our cleansers, um, the list is not so long as far as those that pass the standard. But again, look for Be Green, uh, Be Natural Organics, uh, Beauty Counter, which is a growing company, um, does have a, a couple. But uh, you know, don't ever go by you know you know just because one or two products in the line have something uh, that will fit your need. Um, I don't think you should uh, just go for the believing that if they make it, it is so. Um, they they do when they can. Um, Lowen's Natural Skin uh, Care is is quite popular. So we do have just a number of great products that um, are approved um, to look at our, you know, safety and and not have so much uh, confusion when you're trying to find something that is really safe for you to use. Lip balms, hair creams. I will also post this site uh, on the podcast, but look for EWG Verified, and um, that's a great standard as far as starting place for um, finding products that are cosmetic and safe at the same time. You won't see relaxers. You won't see uh, straighteners. The reality is that for certain things to happen, for your body to um, literally change or for there to be a permanent change in your hair structure, it it requires some chemicals. So um, no matter what the claim might be uh, for your hair to permanently be altered or even be altered short-term, there has to be some, some 
some chemical involved or extreme heat or something uh, like that that may hold some some harmful uh, things. I will. There's there's a few that this company has approved as far as a hair treatment, but they're more oil and repair and, and you know that type of thing. But they're not you know necessarily colors or relaxers or hair straighteners. But um, I would only you know just caution you: don't buy everything. Um, look at the label if it says vitamin, big vitamin E on the front and you turn it around and there are 18 ingredients or thereabouts and, you know, you you see um, the E and it's kind of uh, a synthetic version of it. You know, that's probably not the best, most healthy, you know, cradle-to-cradle safe product. So you just have to accept some responsibility. You have to accept some realities. And um, that being said, certainly I encourage you to, uh, you know, look into EWG Verified. They're just a pretty good option and standard for health. Tell you a story. There was a woman who came to the shop and she wanted to use Carol's Daughter. And it's perfectly fine for me. And not Carol's Daughter. I love that product overall, by by the way. Um, oh, now, see, I'm forgetting. But anyway, she had come to the, the shop and she wanted hair like, oh, it was Miss Jessie. And so Miss Jessie has pretty good products, um, uh, all types of things. And she has um, very tight, coily hair, uh, 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 Nigerian uh, descent, and um, that's not a problem. But she wanted a wavier, silkier uh, texture, and she wanted to use Miss Jessie's Curly Pudding. Now, Miss Jessie's products are, again, not bad, but she um, didn't have that type of hair. If you have something more in line with, you know, what you're going for, it's easier. But um, Miss Jessie's product was actually um, not something something I had used before and I had learned over time that you really almost have to have that type of hair in order for it to be affected for you. So... Long story short, um, we got on her website, Miss Jessie's website, and it's really, Miss Jessie is uh, a name, you know, it's a company that's named in honor of another person, but it was started by two sisters. One of them passed last year. But um, we try, I tried to convince the client that the product in and of itself wasn't any kind of magic stick. And what we discovered online was that they kept mentioning something called a silkening cream. And so um, and they had wonderful pictures, wonderful results, but the silkening cream seemed to be the key in whatever was happening with these results. Turns out that the silkening cream contained sodium hydroxide. And sodium hydroxide is actually something that you find in relaxer. And um, that was probably a couple of years ago before one of the uh, creators had passed away. Since then, the website has been updated, and they do have question and answer, and they do have a great deal of information, but they have slid into the proprietary uh, chemicals, meaning we won't know what's in those products. They, you know, come up with a cutesy name, and trademark it, and again, you you as a, a consumer don't get an opportunity to really know what's in that product. So again, EWG will not accept any of those products as far as um, transparency. They're not being transparent. If we don't know what's in it or if they don't know what's in it, they can't give it a stamp of approval. And so it's just nice that more and more companies are trying to reach out and trying to protect the consumer. This is not the first time that this has happened in the United States. Uh, around 1950, there, 15, there was uh, 
a renaissance of, you know, people were not trusting the food. They weren't trusting the medicine. They weren't trusting a lot of things. And so around that time, you see companies like Shackley Products uh, develop, and that was a company started by uh, a father and two sons. And they really were about health and healing and uh, I won't say whole foods, but but as much natural and as much um, good, healthy, you know, things that didn't tear down the body, you know, have a have a wonderful initial effect, but in the end, tear down the body. They didn't want that result. And so Shackley is one of many uh, companies, but um, they've been around, they're going to be around, they've been true to uh, their their cause and their mission, even though, you know, they've had ups and downs uh, with people trying to buy them and not being in the in the right, um, you know, mission mind. And so, anyway, they've survived. They've uh, pretty much maintained their um, holistic, healthy, you know, approach. And uh, at one point, they were even uh, approached by NASA, or, yeah, NASA, when uh, the astronauts would come back to Earth. They were dizzy, and, and so uh, Shackley was approached by NASA to come up with a solution to, you know, get this dizziness under control, and uh, they are used by a number of uh, athletes, the Olympic team, you know, in the past, um, not and, and it, because they specifically test uh, beyond all tests, even though things are allowed by the FDA, if it's not good for the body, they don't put those things in their products. And so uh, it's it's one that you can trust a little bit more, I think, than some of the others that are out there. Uh, and I, I'm talking about their supplements, their shakes, that type of thing, more than their skincare. I'm not familiar enough with their skincare to really say uh, if it's great or if it's not, but uh, certainly you want to protect yourself and your family. Uh, there's a number of things out there for transition that will help you through the winter as well. If you don't have any of those conditions that we talked about, you're not pregnant, you're not on any type of medication, you're not, um, you know, in some particular unusual stressful mode, any of those things, and you just experiencing hair loss in the winter, that is normal. Usually around October when the when the blood starts to thicken and it starts to get a little cooler, um, it's just part of our, our systems, our generic old systems that you are, you know, your body is preparing for winter. And so that is perfectly normal, you know, that last little shed before um, basically you go into a a resting phase again or a new growth phase that you'll see in the spring. So that is so normal. Uh, Again, don't, I encourage you not to buy product after product after product expecting that um, it will stop your hair loss. You might have something going on genetically that um, predisposes you to this or that. Um, The best way, if you have the privilege of knowing your parents or grandparents or that type of thing, then it is really just a good idea to let's look around the family and see if there are, you know, patterns that you see, whether it's... uh, female pattern baldness, which you usually have a, a decent hairline, but uh, maybe two to three inches uh, into the, the crown of your head, you might notice a thinning area. Um, not uncommon. Some people have uh, thinning at their temple. Some have uh, frontal uh, hair loss. And so, you know, certainly your prerogative to uh, visit a dermatologist and see what they have uh, for treatments as far as topical. They might give you a steroid shot. Uh, you know, there's there's just a variety of ways that they treat things. But if it is just one of those things that runs in your family and you are predisposed and uh, you start experiencing hair loss then um, and more permanent hair loss than not, 
then um, it can be a very expensive project and maybe not give you great results. Uh, so, I, you know, I caution you, and, and there are hair replacement things that you could do. Um, you know, you don't have to wear a wig if you don't feel comfortable, but I will say wigs and hair pieces have come a long way in the last 30 years and even more advanced in the last 5 or 10 years. So uh, one might not know that there are faucet more extensions. Uh, uh, her... You know, her legacy continues. Now, what she had were uh, something called um, fusion. She had fusion, and what that is is a plastic kind of glue, and it's put on strand by strand, uh, very time-consuming, very expensive, but if you like to run your fingers through your hair, um, that might be an option for you. There are capes, which... Uh, you know, you just have to compare textures and, and quality of hair to find out or decide if that's something that's going to satisfy you. There are more permanent solutions, uh, hair grafts and that type of thing through the hair club for men and women. There are uh, lace front pieces. Lace fronts are wigs, but um, they are ventilated individually, meaning that the hair is instead of being on a line like they are, you know, in, in a lot of the local stores, they are individually placed on what they call the cap. And so uh, literally you can move it, you can braid it, you can part it, you know, all of those types of things. Some Sometimes it's known as Hollywood hair. So a, a person that is known to wear lace fronts that people might know is Tyra Banks. And she's, you know, not shy about letting people know. Quite a popular thing. Usually it's held on by medical adhesives, and some people don't want to deal with those. So what we started doing many years ago is uh, creating a, a braid base with whatever hair you did have and then actually sewing the lace front wig in place. And... Um, and that seems to satisfy a great many people. You cut away the lace, it looks very natural, and it feels very light. And, you know, just, you know, you feel like there's nothing different, especially once you become accustomed to it after a week or two. Um, so, again, you just have so many options, and you are not limited by um, anything except perhaps uh, cost. The most expensive would be the, the uh, permanent hair replacements, uh, the skin graft, or excuse me, the hair grafting. Um, that is actually a surgery. And so um, I will back up. I will say there's a step before surgery if you really, really, really uh, just, you know, can't adjust to not having all of your hair. And the only thing is, um, with tattooing, I'll say hair tattooing, the only thing with hair tattooing, it, you know, doesn't provide you length. Um, looks very nice, looks very um, natural, it lasts for many years, and uh, with companies like Good Look Inc., the, the maintenance, it's, you know, as it fades or, you know, that type of thing over the years, it's minimal. It's not like getting a whole new treatment. Um, so, uh, we'll look for, you know, different, you know, opportunities for growth and, and development as far as hair goes. But um, hair tattooing, if you don't need length, is a great option, especially men who just have like a cul-de-sac or something like that. Um, just, you know, you can fill it in. It's not something you have to fill it, uh, fiddle with every day. It's just hair. So you shampoo, shake, and go, uh, or the look of hair. Shampoo, shake, and go. Uh, there are those who uh, do a similar thing, but it's not as permanent. They'll literally uh, use tattoo ink and that type of thing, or a henna, henna tattoo ink, and, um, you know, color their scalps because henna will stick to skin. So I'm not saying run out and do that because not everything is for everybody, but you should certainly feel comfortable having discussions with your stylist or having a discussion with your dermatologist or having a discussion with 
um, one of the hair replacement centers to find out what is available to you. This is Mary from Hair, Head, and Heart, and I am just happy to be here. There are uh, so many things that people experience in the wintertime. Um, one of them is hair loss, and that's what we're talking about today, trying to give you some options, give you some places to go, some uh, proper um, things to look at, and know that you know your your solution isn't always going to be in a jar. I mean, um, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, and um, you you can you know feel good about embracing whatever your new you is. Uh, if you're not ready to embrace that, um, then again, that's why we're talking about these options. Some things are very, very normal. Uh, when your hair grows or rusts or sheds, that's a cycle. And so the cycle can be anywhere from two years up to seven years. Or if you're like Crystal Gale, who is a country singer um, that I don't know if people really know, but her family all has that long hair that's so long that, you know, you can step on it. And the reason their hair gets that long is because there's a gene that's not not in order. It doesn't shut off. So their hair just keeps growing and growing and growing. And for some people, it's like they think that they would like that uh, to be a problem that they had. But, you know, totally up to the individual. Uh, when our, We're so programmed that when we pass away, uh, if your hair has started its growth cycle, then it will complete that cycle even after you're gone. So once the hair starts growing, if it's if it's meant to grow two years, if your body were exhumed, uh, they would see little patches, little parts of hair. Uh, and same with your nails. Hair and nails, they're just programmed, just like your heart. It's just programmed. It beats until it doesn't beat anymore. And your hair grows until that last growth cycle, and as well as your nails. And that's like kind of gruesome, but uh, I will put that in line with, you know, it's almost Halloween. And so we'll probably talk about those types of things, but um, it's not abnormal. It's nothing to be afraid of. It is uh, not necessarily anyone's business what you're doing with your hair, but if I can help you figure it out or help lessen the trauma, um, that's what I'm here for. This is Mary Reed Johnson, Hair, Head, and Heart. Um, with some of the, the products that we have on the market, that's very good. Um, we talked a little bit about food and pregnancy and that type of thing, but there are some kind of good fixes for thinning hair. And so uh, in all of them will have some type of essential fatty acid. Again, vi vitamin C, we talked about that's big. Biotin, which is one of the B vitamins. Um, all of that is very, very good. Uh, it may not pre uh, totally uh, stop uh, your hair loss, but um, things that you can get into your system that help, uh, things like salmon, salmon, it's um, like good if your hair is dull, or you can eat pumpkin seeds of all things. It's right for the season. If your scalp is flaky, you can eat pumpkin seeds. About a half a cup will be plenty, and what that is really helping, it is improving your zinc levels. So you can buy shampoos that have zinc, or you can just eat pumpkin seeds if you like them. If your hair is thinning, you may not be able to stop your everyday hair loss. You don't actually even want to do that. Um, but you can help build the count back up by getting proteins. And uh, one of the proteins we didn't mention earlier was chicken. We did talk about strawberries. And, um, again, vitamin C is important because that helps create protein. And your hair is like 91% protein. So it makes your strands stronger. It makes them, I won't say totally unbreakable, but unbreakable, but it certainly will improve your elasticity. 
So I do recommend that uh, you chock yourself full of vitamin C. One cup will give you about, well, will give you over 100% of your recommended daily allowance. You mentioned almonds. You can't get enough of those. Uh, it's a great on-the-go snack. Again, a source of vitamin E, and we are EAD and keratin. You know, those are some big things in our hair. Uh, if you can stand beans, um, beans are good for a variety of things, but certainly if you've got an iron deficiency, iron is, you know, part, you know, your blood, um, then uh, you, it might show up that way. So if you can eat some beans, um, you don't need a lot of beans, just like eight milligrams. Uh, if you're over 50, if you're under... Um, that um, you should aim for maybe 18 milligrams. Um, this is according to Prevention Magazine. But um, you just have options. That's, that's I can't stress it enough. You certainly have options. So eat healthy, stay healthy. I want you to know better, do better, and be better. This is Mary Reed Johnson, Hair, Head, and Heart, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining the discussion on Hair, Head, and Heart with your host, Mary Reed Johnson. Mary steps from behind the chair to discuss universal topics and share passions and insights to help all ages and communities know better, do better, and be better. Join us every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Check out Hair, Head and Heart homepage on BBS Radio or visit 3hwellness.org to grow with us.